Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Now, as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, we got another breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Let's not waste any time. Go right across town to that home daycare center. Get to the one and the only Ryan Callahan. Ryan, would you be so kind as to tell the good people while we're having another breaking news edition of this Go Vols 24-7 podcast? Well, it's that time of year. You're hearing a lot of me these days. Uh, it's it's those it's that summer recruiting run, and Tennessee has kept it going with the addition of another class of 2023 prospect, linebacker Jeremiah T. Lander of Gainesville, Georgia, has committed to Tennessee. A longtime Tennessee target, uh, one that I think has been leaning toward Tennessee, frankly, for for a little while now, but uh, but still a a guy that the balls have had their sights set on since uh, since early last summer uh, when he attended their very first camp and got his first offer from Tennessee back on June 1st of last year. That kind of jumpstarted his recruitment a little bit. Things, things have continued to kind of gradually pick up. His stock has gradually risen since then. Uh, has a pretty nice offer list uh, by now, but in, in the end it came down to really Tennessee, North Carolina, and Louisville, the three schools that, that have hosted him on official visits this summer. And uh, in Tennessee, after an official visit uh, this final weekend of June, uh, seals the deal. So, uh, so nice pickup here. And, and obviously we've gotten so many questions about the linebacker position, obviously over the past year and, and rightfully so Tennessee's got to say, continue yeah, right. to work on justifiably. So in a lot of cases. Yep. So, uh, so Tennessee's got to continue to work on that position. You know, people have been asking at different times, Hey, where are the linebackers coming now? Now they have one. So, so they get things started here with Jeremiah T Lander. And, and again, a guy they uh, have been pretty high on for a while now. And, uh, and, and obviously beat out some, some solid programs for him and some others that had offered, like Auburn and Florida uh, were in the mix. You know, Georgia showed some interest at least this spring. Um, so a guy that had, had, had really made a pretty good name for himself after, after kind of uh, first kind of bursting onto the scene at Tennessee's camp more than a year ago. So uh, it comes full circle, and, and Tennessee lands him after, after being the one that kind of made it, helped him make a name for himself. Yeah, you know, like that uh, when you're in like high school and especially college, you have those annoying – that annoying couple of friends who are always like, man, I like this band before anybody else liked this band. Like Tennessee liked the Jeremiah T. Lander experience literally before anyone else did. It's rare. It, it, you still see this sometimes, but you know, there's a, what in, in, in football, you got what, a hundred and 130 or so, give or take FBS schools and, you know, baseball and, and, and basketball, you got 300 plus D one schools, but you have, you have FBS schools here in football. And, and so it's kind of rare that you are the very first school, especially when you're a Power 5 program, the very first school to offer someone a scholarship. But Tennessee was the very first with Jeremiah T. Lander. And, and I'm wondering, Ryan, you, you look at him um, you know, now, physically, what he's become, it makes a lot more sense. But at the time, 
What did Tennessee see in this kid who at the time was about maybe 6'2", 200 pounds, not in the biggest school in Georgia, playing linebacker, and, and they were like, man, man, we love this kid. We love this kid. What did they see then that it took a lot of other people a lot, a lot longer to see, frankly? Well, at, at linebacker, and, and you know, I've kind of said this before, especially with Tennessee now running more of that four-two-five look on defense these days that you see so many teams running, uh, you know, not trying to play as much of that old system they ran where you want, you know, maybe a little bit bigger linebackers. It's all about athleticism. And I think they saw uh, a guy that still needed to add some weight, but they weren't worried about that at the time. He was just going into his junior year at that time. So being around 200, 205 pounds, not a huge concern then. And uh, what you like is that since then, you know, his, his progression has been exactly what you would want um, and may, maybe even a little bit ahead of schedule as far as putting on some of the weight that you would expect him to add before he gets uh, to, into a college program. So now he's up around 220 uh, and he's done it the right way. He's kind of, he's worked really hard in the weight room and uh, talked about trying to put on like two pounds a month and, and just make it a gradual process instead of, you know, some guys that you hear, they, they bulk up 20 pounds in a few months and they, they put on the weight too fast and it causes them to lose a step. Yeah, he wanted to it, make it, sure they can't run because they're not used to carrying the weight. Exactly. So he, and he, he hasn't gotten to the point where he's too big, where I think the speed that showed up at Tennessee's camp last summer is still there for the most part. Um, but he he's, he's gradually added this weight and it's good weight muscle. Um, you know, that, that he, he's done it in such a way that I think Tennessee feels even better about him and, and liked him clearly a year ago. Um, but yeah, the fact that he was around 200 pounds a year ago, not, not the biggest deal. Sometimes you see those light, lightweight linebackers uh, coming out of high school, sometimes even going into their senior year, they're not much heavier than that. Uh, and you, you don't worry about that these days because it's all about finding guys who can fly to the football and, and can add the weight once they get on campus. You know, Aaron Beasley was a 200 or 205 pound safety coming out of high school. And then he ends up, you know, going into a linebacker. So that's just kind of the more of the progression you see these days. And T Lander's still athletic enough that just earlier this year, he was playing some safety on a seven on seven team. You know, he, he still has good speed, can cover a lot of ground. And I think he's what? He, he's one of the top high jumpers in the state of Georgia, which is also pretty darn impressive. Yeah, in, in his classification, worth noting. But yes, uh, still. Oh, still, are you and, raining on the parade? Come on now. But still, uh, even at that, in a, in a state with that many good athletes, definitely an accomplishment. So no, no doubt a good athlete. And, uh, and that's, yeah, all that. Like, he, you know, you see the explosion. You see the speed. I mean, there's a reason programs like Florida and Auburn have offered him in recent months. Uh, you know, he was he was talking about Florida getting an official visit at one point before they kind of fell off the radar. So clearly, there were some other SEC teams heavily involved there. Uh, so I think give Tennessee credit for the early evaluation for getting him on campus early last year. Uh, you know, so many things we we talked about a year ago when they uh, they they weren't getting a lot of guys on, on campus in those early months last year when there just wasn't a lot of buzz around the program after that dead period finally lifted in June. Um, they didn't, they didn't have the, the most eye popping month of June last year. They got, they eventually got things rolling for that 2022 class, but, you know, give them credit. They, they still were able to get some guys like T Lander on campus last year and, and, and get a good early evaluation on them in a way that, that, that has, has clearly helped them down the road. So even then when, when things weren't really wor- rolling in Tennessee's favor, the way they are now, um, that you, you look back on it, they had some nice early evaluations, uh, that have, that have helped them out with this 2023 class and certainly T Lander. A good example of that because the, one of the reasons they've been near the top of his list all along, not just, I mean, he, he's clearly liked Tennessee, been blown away by the game day atmosphere and all that stuff from, from each of his visits, um, but just the relationship that he's built with Brian John Marie and everybody else on staff. I think he's, he's really felt a, a strong connection to Tennessee because 
they've they've been on him from the start. Who felt like they believed in him, uh, and they've just gotten to, to know him pretty well by recruiting him pretty hard, uh, really since uh, since last summer. Yeah, and, and something else I like about this is is that he is a, a coach's kid, and and there's a lot of different reasons for that. It's not just oh he's a coach's kid, he's probably a smart player. It's it, it it's not just that. It, it it's that. If you're a Tennessee fan, you might like the fact that this guy's his dad was a coach in the college level for I don't know 15 years or something like that, and and so like if if he's giving the okay for his son to go somewhere, that probably says something pretty good about your coaches too, because I would imagine uh, that that his dad Steve T. Lander probably has a much better idea of when he hears something, he's like that's BS, that's BS. You know, I don't. I, it just seems to me like. In addition to the fact that this is a young man who's obviously grown up around the game, knows a lot about football, plays very smart, very athletic, um, but I think it's also good that for Tennessee's coaches that a coach's kid kind of wants to, to send their send send their boy there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that is a, it's a good endorsement to have. You know, we we've seen a lot of that kind of thing with this this staff at Tennessee. Uh, you know, you see uh, things like Rodney Garner's former players coming back up to, to visit, uh, even though they have no ties to Tennessee guys like Brandon Jacobs, uh, who, who's now, uh, now involved in the, at the high school level, bringing his players up and, and, and kind of get, giving a, giving a little bit of an endorsement there to, to Rodney Garner and some of the guys on Tennessee staff. And then you see things like this, where a guy with no direct ties, no past experience really with Josh Heupel's staff comes to Tennessee and yeah, his dad, uh, played college football himself at, at UMass, I believe. Uh, was a college coach himself and and knows, knows the program well, knows what Tennessee has to offer, but has spent a lot of time now around Josh Heupel's staff and feels, you know, hey, th- this staff is going to give give my son the development he needs, going to play a, a good style of football uh, and, and is doing a lot of things the right way. That, that is, a, uh, I think, a good sign when you see uh, people like that who are familiar and, and know, uh, know what they're looking for uh, in, in, in a college football program and they see – what you have going on and they say, yeah, that, that, that's one of the places I think you really need to take a hard look at. So no question. I think that his dad's opinion of Tennessee and his dad's opinion of this staff uh, is one of the reasons that, that he has been sold. And, and I think, you know, it's good to have a resource like that in, in your corner uh, in the recruiting process. And I'm sure he has leaned on that, but yeah, he, he has definitely told me before uh, and his father's, you know, made it clear he, he likes what he has seen from this staff uh, throughout the process. Yeah. Last thing before we go to break here, I, I think that, it's good a lot of times, and you see this with, with coaches nowadays, especially because football is such a modern, expansive game. You want guys who have versatility, guys who could maybe play anywhere in the secondary, guys who could either you know be a linebacker or put their hand in the ground, You know, guys who could be kind of a receiver, tight end, H-back, hybrid. Sort of. You see all kinds of crazy things these days. Um, but it's also nice sometimes to just look at a kid and be like, yep, that's a linebacker. You know, because you don't. Maybe when he's two hundred pounds, you're like, "Oh, is he gonna get big enough?" Or you know, if he's like two forty, you're like, oh, "Is he kind of like, is he gonna get really, really big and need to put his hand in the ground?" This kid is six two, two twenty, flies around, athletic, nose for the ball, just looks like a linebacker all the way. Absolutely, and and the thing again, in addition to the weight he has put on this past year. I think, you know, Tennessee, again, because they've been involved with him for so long, has taken a hard look at him. They saw his film from last year uh, where, you know, he, he wasn't playing at a school where I, I think he felt like he was being uh, used most effectively. And, and now is, is uh, across town at Gainesville High School where he got to practice this spring. And, uh, you know, Brian Jean-Marie got to go watch him twice during spring practice. You get to go to each school twice during the spring evaluation period. He went to his school on the very first day of spring practice and got to see him that day where, 
you know, as T Lander described it, he was kind of knocking off the rust a little bit and also just kind of settling into a new scheme and, and learning on the job as you often do. And so, uh, apparently Jean-Marie told him that day, you know, after seeing him that day that, you know, it kind of looked like you were in a typical first practice, you know, there's a feeling out process there. He went back at the end of the spring and saw his team's spring scrimmage and really liked the progress that he had seen from him. So I think there's a confidence level now that, that he is going to be able to develop even more uh, over this next six months uh, before wrapping up his high school career, playing at a, at a bigger program, at a, at a place where he's going to face pretty good competition and be used in the, in the right type of role, have, have more talent around him in some ways to, to help him out there. So uh, he's going to, I think his film is going to pop a little bit more during his senior year, might lead to better production and, and just better film overall. Uh, when, when you look at him over the next few months. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much that helps him, but I think that's another reason Tennessee feels even better about him is after seeing him twice during the spring, you get that, you get that updated evaluation on how he's, how he's carrying the extra weight, the movement still, still where you want to be, the overall athleticism is there, and, and playing in a system and at a school where he's, he's going to be uh, better prepared maybe for what he's going to see at the college level. Uh, I, I think he's just kind of on a better track now. To, to be able to contribute at the SEC level, uh, maybe early in his career, especially with the opportunity that Tennessee has at linebacker. we got a lot more to discuss about Tennessee's newest commitment, Jeremiah T. Lander, a linebacker from Gainesville, Georgia, and we will do all of that. Uh, we got plenty more to discuss, talk about that, talk about uh, the linebacker situation in general for Tennessee in this class. Where's this thing going? It's obviously been a big weekend for the Vols. Lots and lots of stuff to discuss. Uh, but before we do that, we are just a tiny bit overdue for a break. So let's step away for a second, pay some bills, listen to products, services, in-house ads, etc. And we'll be right back here on the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad. Money! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own look to your left look to your right it's official no one's got a ride like this there's nothing else that sounds like feels like or looks like the set of wheels in your garage with over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to the Go Vols 24-7 podcast brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town there at his home daycare center talking about the newest addition to Tennessee's 2023 recruiting class in football. Jeremiah T. Lander, a linebacker from Gainesville, Georgia, Gainesville High School. Of course, he 
uh, has played in a different high school, a smaller high school in the area the past couple of years. He is going to uh, go up a level and play for, for a much bigger uh, and, and to, to be just sort of occurred a, a, a better uh, high school program his final season going to Tennessee six foot two 220 pound linebacker lots more to discuss about him and we will do that uh, and other stuff because there's plenty to discuss but before we do that guys quick quick reminder uh, quick quick uh, reminder slash suggestion request however you want to say it if you could take about a minute out of your day right now and go in and rate and review and subscribe to this podcast we would appreciate that a good bit uh, if you're just listening on the website we love you. There's nothing wrong with that. There is no wrong way to consume the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. But what really helps us out is if you go on there on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere in the world you can cast a fine pod, you can find this Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We do this for free, and we are happy to do it. The only thing that we'd ask, please, and it's, a, it's a, just a quick, quick, quick suggestion, quick, quick series of things, if you will. Please rate, review, subscribe, and tell some friends. That's it. It's a labor of love. We do it for free, and we're happy about it. But that's all we ask in return. I don't think that's too much to ask, so please, please go in there and do that. If you're already doing all that, thank you. We love you. If not, uh, go f*** yourself. That's the, uh, that's, the, that's, the, that's the phrase, ride or die. Ride or die. Ryan, I got a question, uh, a few of them, uh, about, uh, about Jeremiah T. Lander. Um, one of the biggest ones I got right now is – I'm looking at this kid physically, and there is a lot to like about sort of his build. Um, you know, certainly when he walks into the room, you're like, yeah, he could look like an SEC football player. Physical, he runs really well at that size. Um, but he's still, when you look at the recruit, I mean, there's nothing wrong. There's no insult being a three-star player. Uh, but I think he's, what, ranked 919 overall in the composite. We've got him at uh, 88 at linebacker. He's 73 linebacker in the composite. So clearly, uh, he's a good prospect, um, but he's not done enough to really wow people to this point. Is it the fact that he was 20 pounds lighter last year? He played at a smaller school. Uh, you you know this better than, than than most or any of us. What what what's maybe what what does he need to do in order to to maybe help himself in the rankings? Because Tennessee's coaches love him, um, but they're not the ones who are putting out these rankings. Yeah, it, you know, I I would just say like. He's not the type of guy um, that has got, yeah, he hasn't gotten the Alabamas and the Georgias of the world, but I think you look at his progression uh, and to me, you know, some of this stuff happened this spring. Some of the offers he got uh, Auburn, Florida, some of those were, were just within the past few months. So I think that's a good sign um, that, that other schools are still taking notice of him. And that opens the door for frankly, his, you know, other teams to maybe come after him uh, this fall. If he has a good year, you know, Florida offered in March, uh, Auburn was one of his more recent offers in, in May, actually. So uh, that offer kind of came too late and, and didn't move the needle enough for him. I uh, thought it was inter- interesting. He didn't really have a lot of interest uh, in Auburn when he got that offer. So I, I think that, he's a guy that, that, that is interesting. Atlanta area kids, you usually see yeah. a little more interest there. Right. Yeah. So, um, so I, I, I think, you know, some of that just comes from the fact that he was a little bit of a, uh, maybe not to get it off to a late start, but you know, his offer list didn't take off really until, last fall and really early into this year, uh, you know, even last fall, he was still um, not, not way into double digits in terms of offers. And you saw January, February, that's when it really started to pick up with the power five schools. Uh, And then in March is where more, more sec schools started to get in the picture. Missouri offered in in April and then, you know, North Carolina got him on campus for a visit. Nebraska offered in May. So I think, I think he's one of those guys you might look back at and, and, you know, it it happens differently for everybody. Sometimes it's the school you're at. Sometimes it's just the way you progress physically and your film. 
um, whatever the reason. But he might be one of these guys who, who, who we look back at in a few months and say, hey, he ended up with 30-plus offers, and Tennessee had to kind of fight off some other teams to hold on to him. Uh, so I, I don't think you worry too much about that. And to me, especially knowing that he's a guy Tennessee has seen so much in person, you know, from camp last year to twice during the spring evaluation period this year, um, to, to, you know, they, they obviously saw plenty of his games on tape last year. They've taken a hard look at him for a long time uh, and, and really haven't missed out on a lot of linebackers so far this year. So for the fact that you're already taking a guy like this uh, and clearly feel good about him, I, I think is a pretty strong endorsement from Tennessee staff of, of what they've seen, their familiarity with him, and just their feel for how he's going to fit into what they do. So uh, I, I think this is one of those pickups, kind of, kind of like Caleb Perry last year, where you just have to trust the evaluation. He's not the not the highest rated guy right now, but, but the fact that Tennessee likes him that much and, and is starting to get the offers to back it up, I, I think is vindication of, of what they saw in him early. So yeah, that's, you know, that, we'll, yeah, that's why I was asking too, because it just, yeah. it just seemed to me like when I see his size and the way he moves around and kind of the way he hits and the way that he's just, you know, anybody's film can look good, right? I mean, it's just, they can make, you know, film can look good. Um, but, but he just looks like a, like maybe a better slightly better prospect than, than what we're seeing w- with some of the numbers. But you know what? That's that. It, what doesn't – the well, only thing that matters with numbers, Ryan, is, 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 is does Tennessee staff want him to be one of the guys who signs? And they, we, we joked about ride or die a minute ago. They're ride or die with this kid. They have been all over him from the beginning, and they have not flinched. Well, and, I, and I'll say this. If, if there's a thing that maybe has held him back a little bit, I think it's a little bit of you know why he moved to a different school. I, I think his film – I think he felt that his film from this past season maybe didn't pop the way it should have. And I think that's in some cases because, you know, maybe the talent around him, the way he's used in his, or the way he was being used in a system at his old school. I just think he felt that his junior film could have been better. And so that's why I think Tennessee was still looking at him this spring. I mean, you, you go around and look at everybody during the spring evaluation period anyway, but I think Tennessee was looking at him this spring because they said, okay, the film's okay from last year, but like we need to go and make sure we still feel the way we did about, about him before last season. And so they went back and, and everything checked out again in person. So I think they felt better about him coming out of the spring evaluation period than they probably did a few months ago. And, and to me, that's vindication of the athleticism is still there. The instincts are still there. Just maybe that old school and the old system didn't, didn't benefit him in the ways that he thought they would. And, uh, and so now that playing at a new school, I think he feels that it's going to help him, that his film's going to be a little sharper, um, that, it, that he's going to be able to play uh, a little bit more downhill and not, not take on so many blockers and things like that. That's going to just make him look better overall. So sometimes that makes a difference. Uh, may, maybe, maybe that's not the, the only problem, but I think he feels like that's been at least part of what held him back in the recruiting process. And still, even at that, even with film that he felt could have been better from his junior season, He's still gotten some of these SEC offers and obviously 25 plus offers overall. So I think uh, I think it's worked out pretty well for him. But yeah, that's he would probably tell you that that's one of the things that's held him back is that his film from last year not quite as good as he would have liked. And I think he thinks he'll be a lot better at his new school. And what about we always ask this, Ryan? But but the numbers, you know, technically, like if you look down, you you click on Tennessee, which is right around a top 10 class right now, which is obviously good for Tennessee. But you you look at the list of commitments and you see. Oh, so he's the second linebacker. Well, I mean, you know that we, we've said this several times, but Will Stallings, uh, we've got him rated as a linebacker right now. Tennessee sees him as a running back, so that doesn't obviously count as a linebacker. And we know that even if you play four-two-five most of the time, uh, you're gonna need linebackers. Clearly, it's it's uh, such an important part of not just your defense but your football team in general. 
Uh, where where else is Tennessee looking at linebacker in this class? How many numbers do you think they want to add, or or could that be a, a fluid thing? I think in this class, you know, they only signed two true linebackers in the 2022 class. I know people thought there might be a transfer portal addition there this year, and there wasn't. So they've not totally beefed up the numbers there in a massive way after adding a couple linebackers from the portal last year, obviously in, in Jawan Mitchell and, uh, and William Mohan. So they've, they, they've got a little bit of work to do there. I, I would say three is probably the number to look for in this class as far as linebackers, which remember in this system, the way Tennessee plays, really, when you talk about linebacker, you're just talking about inside linebackers for the most part. Very seldom uh, will you be talking about a guy who projects as uh, you know someone who's going to be an edge rusher, and we're and we're going to list him as a as a linebacker. It's pretty much linebacker and then edge guys, and edge guys are you know defensive ends are going to put their hand on the ground a, a lot of times and stuff like that. So uh, so T. Lander, much like all those other guys. He projects as a Will or Mike linebacker in Tennessee's system, and that's pretty much it. Um, so, you know, at that position, knowing that Tennessee plays two linebackers most of the time, you're probably not going to see them sign a four linebacker class very often, if at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so three is about the most they're probably going to go in most classes, and, and I would say that's what they're shooting for this year. Um, but yeah, it could be one of those situations where if you don't find the perfect third guy, you know, maybe you hold on to that spot and look for someone in the transfer portal, especially because – they do have four seniors in this on this current roster. Now, some of those guys could be back next year. Uh, we, we know that not all of those guys have used their their all of their eligibility. So, you know, you might see a guy like Aaron Beasley still be able to return next year or someone like that. So we'll see how all that plays out. But I think given the numbers, given the fact that Tennessee still needs to just get better overall at that position, I think you're looking at three. And the good news for them is they're they're in good shape with some other guys at that position. Uh, mainly I I would say Jalen Smith, uh, out of Grayson high school, also in Georgia, uh, a guy they hosted on official visit the weekend of of June 10th. Uh, certainly someone Tennessee is is still in good shape with right now. He's planning to announce a decision on, uh, July 10. So that one will be coming up pretty soon. And I think Tennessee is the team to beat as of right now. So another guy from Georgia who could help address that need. And then it's a matter of, you know, who else can you get at that spot? And a lot, a lot of other guys, uh, that they're in the mix for, Justin Jefferson, a junior college guy originally from Memphis, uh, is, is certainly one that they would love to, to add at that spot, but a lot of competition for him. Like Alabama is heavily involved there, Florida, Texas A&M, so his stock has really risen. Uh, they, they've been in the mix for some other guys, but you know Grant Godfrey, a four-star who's the son of a former NFL linebacker, Randall Godfrey, he's a name that's been on their board for a while, but doesn't feel like he's at the very top right now. So you know, do they get someone like a Cameron Robinson out of out of Virginia? He, he's a guy who visited uh, back in late May. Um, you know, there's there's some other possibilities out there. KV on Thunderbird from Chicago visited Tennessee this spring. Freaking love um, that so, name. Freaking love that name. I knew you would be all over that one. Um, so so there's a, there's a handful of good possibilities out there for Tennessee. Uh, we'll see where they end up going. Uh, if they do get Jalen Smith for that uh, for that second spot to go along with T Lander, that that would be a pretty nice pair. And then it's just a matter of kind of who, who can you fill in along with him uh, to, to get that third linebacker that they weren't able to get last year. And remember, they, they did try to get a third last year and just kind of missed out on some guys. So I think they would have liked to have three uh, this past year. They did miss out on C.J. Allen already, the, the, the highly ranked four-star, okay, yeah. committed to Georgia, obviously, after his recent official visit to Tennessee. Um, they didn't make the top five for Grayson Howard out of Jacksonville, Florida. So they – uh, Tony Rojas visited Tennessee this spring. They didn't make the didn't make his final four. So they, they've had a few other guys that they've taken some swings and misses on, but still in the mix for several others that I think they'll end up being able to get three. It's just going to be a matter of who they can pull. 
Yeah, and, and that's it. Just always interests me because you know you get down to best player available, you know, in some cases, or it, it's always different. But I'm I'm just always curious because when you play a four-two-five, you know, you're you're naturally going to have fewer linebackers. So so it, it's it's always interesting to me to see how this Tennessee staff is going to you know play with numbers and linebackers sort of in, in a year-to-year basis. But before we get out of here, Ryan. This has been, I mean, for a breaking one episode, we really can't get like into all the nitty gritty because we don't have the time to, to do it. But big, big weekend for for Tennessee. This has been, you know, every recruiting never stops. It never sleeps. It's twenty four seven, three sixty five. Um, but there are certain times and 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 days and and weekends and and weeks and months that are bigger than others. And this is just seems like it's it's a really big weekend for Tennessee with lots and just a, a a torrent of news and a torrent of kids on campus. Yeah, and when you uh, even some unofficial visitors in the twenty twenty four class, you know, to get a guy like Elijah Rushing, a five star edge rusher from Arizona, uh, to stop by on an unofficial visit on Friday, you know, and Tennessee offered him while he was here. You know, that's a guy from Arizona, so may end up being a tough pull in the end. But just an example of the just steady stream of quality players we've seen coming through Tennessee this this month. Uh, and to, to get guys, you know, like a couple of five stars from IMG Academy in Florida uh, in, in both the 23 and 24 classes uh, that have visited. And then this weekend, you know, you, 13 official visitors this weekend, uh, two of them committing uh, while they're on campus, basically. So, uh really a, a good weekend for Tennessee just to get a couple commitments. You don't see that too often. This was kind of an old fashioned weekend for Tennessee with guys committing during visits. You know, the, the, I think the T lander commitment kind of generated some buzz over the weekend as, as people were reacting to it on social media um, who were on campus for the visit. It's my understanding. He, he, you know, he announced it to the, uh, to kind of all the official visitors while they were there. So it was not a, not a secret among the people who were on campus, but certainly he didn't announce it in, until later and, uh, and, 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 you know, made, made some waves with that, with all the people that were tweeting about, uh, you know, obviously some impending news coming. So, uh, but to get two commitments like that during an official visit weekend, uh, a pretty big deal. And I think we'll, we'll probably look back on this weekend and, and find that, that Tennessee ends up getting some other people from this weekend in the long run, you know, uh, obviously still got to battle, battle some other teams, some guys that we know, though, are closing in on decisions in July, most likely, that, that I think Tennessee, you know, at least moved the needle with this weekend. Uh, so we'll, we'll see where, where things end up. But I, I would venture to guess that in, a, in several weeks, we will look back at this final weekend of June and say, you know, that's, that's where Tennessee ended up getting a good percentage of the guys who, who visited that weekend. It was a pretty productive weekend overall. And, hey, any weekend you come out with a couple of official visitors committing is, a, is obviously a very good weekend. And uh, you know, again, you don't see that too often. So give Tennessee a lot of credit. They they laid the groundwork for this to happen, and they were they were able to land John Slaughter, the safety, and Jeremiah T. Lander, the linebacker, and uh, address a couple big needs there on defense. Big, big weekend for Tennessee. Another big week coming up, obviously. We'll have more news then, uh, of course, unless you have anything else now to add, Ryan. I think we've got most of it sort of squared away, but you got anything else to add? Yeah, just stay tuned to Go Vols 24-7. I think this is just, you know, obviously it's been, it, it started in June, um, but I think this is just the beginning of what should be a pretty busy several weeks. So you're probably going to hear several more of these breaking news uh, podcasts over the next month or so, uh, month to six weeks, I would say, as some of these guys uh, make their decisions in the summer and, uh, and look to get them out of the way going into their senior season. So Tennessee's had a, a lot of guys on campus, and now it's time to see if they can – 
uh, kind of seal the deal with a lot of these guys who are making decisions, uh, especially during the month of July. I think that's a good place to live it then. Thanks for the time, Ryan. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Thanks, Wes.